check out my new book, Coping Courageously, a heart-centered guide for navigating a loved one's illness without losing yourself. It's appropriate for you as a clinician, for your patients, and for anyone you know who has a seriously ill loved one or an aging parent. Check it out and tell a friend. Hello, and welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti, an Integrative Palliative Medicine Physician. If you want to improve the well-being of families facing serious illness, that's your patients, but also your own family, you are in the right place. We can heal people's lives even when we can't cure their disease. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Integrative Palliative Podcast. I'm Dr. Delia Caramonti and I am so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about wisdom from people who are facing serious illness and are coming close to the end of their life. This is wisdom that has come directly from either patients that I've cared for or loved ones of people who I've supported as they're supporting their loved one with a serious illness. Six wisdoms. Number one, slow down, slow down. So sometimes when we are caring for somebody with a serious illness, There can be this feeling like, oh my God, there's so much to do. I have to do the dishes and I have to go shopping and we have to do the finances. We have to take care of the kids and we have to go to the doctor and we have to go pick up this thing and we have to clean up the house. Go, 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 go. And a very wise person who was coming towards the end of his life said to his loved one, hey, slow down and come sit with me. And the thing is, yeah, you have a lot to do. You do, but you don't get this time back. And so if someone is coming towards the end of their life and you aren't going to have that much time with them, there's really nothing, nothing that is as important as just slowing down and spending time. Just be instead of do. Sometimes there are things that you can just let go that don't really need to be done. Sometimes there are things that need to be done, but you could do them less perfectly And sometimes there are things that need to be done, but you can hire some other people to do them. So that's number one, slow down. Wisdom number two is respect my wishes. Now, sometimes when we say those words, it sounds like we're just talking about whether somebody wants to be full code or DNR, but that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. There are all kinds of ways that you can respect someone's wishes. And that may be things like, where they want their bed to be in the house. Maybe you think they should have moved their bed to the living room, but they want to stay upstairs or vice versa. It could be whether they want to talk about death or hospice or whether they don't want to talk about it. Maybe you think they really should, but they really don't want to. That's okay too. It's important to respect somebody's wishes, even if it goes against what we think is the best thing. So number three advice from people who have faced the end of their life help me feel like me. So that means things like, if it's hard to bend over and tie your shoes now, and now a a man who was proud has to watch his daughter tie his shoes, and that makes him feel less than, get him some shoes that he can just slip on. It means if you have a loved one who's having trouble getting out of a chair, and so now he doesn't feel like going to the living room and watching TV like he's always done because he can't get up out of the chair by himself, perhaps get him one of those chairs that's a lift chair that helps him get out. Listen for the things that seem to be bothering your loved one that where they're like, oh, I can't believe I can't do that anymore. 
see if there are any things that you can do that make it easier so that the person can feel like themselves. And then the other part of feeling like themselves is managing their symptoms. So sometimes people feel nauseous or constipated or they can't sleep or they have pain. And there are all kinds of medicines that we can use that can help with things like that. But often, even if they're in the home, people don't take them. They just feel like, oh, well, I'll just try to tough it out. I don't need the medicine. But Here's the thing, if not taking the medicine makes them feel worse and because of that, they don't go play with their grandkids or go for a walk or hang out in their garden or watch movies or do the things that are important to them, so they're less like them, then it doesn't help them to not take the medicine and they really should take it. So if you get a sense that your loved one feels nauseous, for example, or has pain and isn't doing the things that would make him or her happy because of that symptom, really encourage them to take the medicine that they have. Or if they don't have medicine, encourage them to call the doctor and ask for support. So toughing it out is not a good idea. We want to help people feel as much like themselves as we possibly can. The next wisdom is help me manage the details. So sometimes people want to manage the details themselves because it's important to their sense of self, in which case, as long as they're still able, great, let them do that. But sometimes it starts to feel overwhelming. So whether that's medications or managing doctor visits or finances or home repairs, et cetera, we want to help people enjoy the time that they have as much as possible. And if they're feeling overwhelmed by the details of life, then we can help with that. But the one caveat to that is if they're enjoying doing it, don't take it away from them. Like, no, 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 you just go sit down. I'll take care of it. If they're still able to do it and they want to do it, then let them do it because that goes back to number three, which is help me feel like myself. So help them with the details that they want help with. Number five is give me some control. So having a life-limiting illness is the ultimate in not having control because people generally want to live longer and this disease is making it so that they can't. So it's a terrible circumstance in terms of losing control and nobody likes that. Some people like it less than other people, but nobody likes losing control. So any place where you can give some control, you should try to give it. Things like, where would you like to sleep? Do you want the lights on or off? Do you want this blanket or that blanket? What would you like to eat? Whatever control you can give somebody, and you should actually look for opportunities to do that, you should give them. And that extends even to, for the person who wants control over this, talking to them about their funeral or memorial service. So some people want to have some control over that. They want to choose who's going to run the service, what prayers might be used, what music might be used, who might be asked to speak. And for the person who wants to participate in that, it's really important to give them the opportunity to do that. I had one patient who recorded his own message for his the people that attended his funeral. And he was sort of a funny and snarky guy, and he recorded a funny and snarky recording. And it was really important to him because then he was there and he got to participate in the way that he was used to participating with people. So it was really important to him to have that control and be part of the service. And then wisdom number six from people who have been there is take care of each other. So for loved ones, take care of each other. It's one of the things that worries people the most when they see their life coming short is that the people that they care about won't be okay and won't be there for each other. So if you can promise this, 
share with your loved one how you're going to take care of each other. You know, we're going to go on vacation together. We're going to call each other every week. We are going to stay together for a couple of weeks after you pass. Be as explicit as you can about the ways that you are all going to take care of each other so that the person whose life is coming to an end can get that off their plate of worrying that the people that they love aren't going to be okay. Okay, so here's the review. Number one, slow down. And we all should listen to that one, right? Because none of us know how long we have. Life is short and we all should slow down and make sure that we're not missing the time that we have in front of us because we're just filling it up with the busyness of life. So number one, slow down. Number two, respect my wishes, even if they go against what your wishes are, even if you think they're dumb, respect my wishes because they're mine. Number three, do whatever you can to help me feel more like myself again. Whatever tricks you have, whatever special things you can buy, whatever way that you can bring me back to feeling like myself as much as possible, please help me do that. Number four, help me manage the details that I don't want to manage so that I don't feel overwhelmed by them. Number five, give me some control wherever you can. And number six, please take care of each other and reassure me that you're going to take care of each other. Okay. That's really important. And that is all important to think about for ourselves. It's important to think about if we have loved ones who are going through a serious illness. And of course, it's also important if we're counseling patients and family members. These are crucial wisdoms that come right from the mouths of people who are facing these experiences. And so I think it's important for us to remember, slow down, respect my wishes, help me feel like me, help me manage the details, give me some control, and then take care of each other. All right, you guys, as you know, every week I like to give a little bit of homework. And I think this week, the wisdom that we all can use from this list is slow down. So this week, try to find some opportunities where you notice yourself being excessively busy and instead put that to the side. If it works for you to anchor yourself using a couple deep breaths, do that. But try to slow down and live the moment that you're living that's right in front of you. Even if you just do it for five seconds, five breaths while you're taking a shower, try to spend some time where you intentionally slow down this week and appreciate what's in front of you. All right. Thank you guys so much. I'm so glad that you're here. I appreciate so much that you listen. Please, 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 please consider leaving a review either on Apple or wherever you listen to this podcast. It really does help me spread the word. And this week, I would be so grateful if you would consider letting one other physician that you know, know about this podcast if you think it might interest them. All right. Thank you guys. And I will see you next Thursday. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Palliative Podcast, brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Palliative Medicine. If you found value in this podcast, please share with a friend or a colleague, subscribe or leave us a review. And to learn about upcoming Integrative Palliative Educational Programs or get on the waiting list for our next Physician Scholars Program, go to www.tiipm.org and sign up, and I'll see you next week.